the fact that they're engaging and attending things like this, I think is light years ahead of where I was at this point. And I wish that I had had the wherewithal to, to be this, you know, involved and interested in, you know, kind of the long-term goals at such a young age. So everyone was engaged, asking tons of questions. We had like a networking event afterwards. And, you know, it was great to see so many students coming up and asking really thoughtful questions, wanting to connect. Because again, I've, I've had so many people champion me along the way, and I would love to give back in whatever way I can. of Alabama's not business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories most people both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens on the show today, Workman. This is the second part to our two-part series with Esther, in which she talks about the sports industry and where she sees the future of sports in the world. I hope you enjoy. You leave New York City. You're off the races. Where do you go next? Because you're currently at Cronky Sports Entertainment right now, right? Yeah, so... I was, I was very fortunate that while I was in New York, I, like I mentioned, was job searching and really wanted to get back onto the team side. Didn't really have a preference of where I ended up as long as I, you know, landed in a good spot. And honestly, this, this job kind of, I, like I fell into it. I will, I won't say it fell into my lap. I like stumbled upon it one day looking like I was interviewing and applying for a completely different job. And saw something on LinkedIn where the hiring manager had worked at KSE. And I was like, KSE, I know what that is, but like kind of forgot. So I Googled and I was like, oh, well, while I'm here, I might as well check out the careers page. And they had a position open and I just hit apply again, didn't know a soul. And I very distinctly remember my now boss. She left me a voicemail one night because I, I saw a call come in and I was like, I don't know what this number I'm not answering. And I don't know if that's like a millennial or Gen Z aversion to like answering the phone, but I was like, I'm just going to let this go to voicemail. And the voicemail was my boss now. And she was like, Hey, saw your application, like wanted to set up some time and the rest is history. So I've been there for two years now and I don't know what kind of luck this is, but like I mentioned, won the city championship with my soccer team as like a young person came to Alabama, won out of my six years at Alabama. I have three championships. So I'm 50% on natties. Which I I feel like is pretty good, right? I need to come back, get my PhD. And then my very first year at Kroenke, the Avalanche go all the way to the Stanley Cup and win. So it is by it has absolutely nothing to do with me. I do not do anything on the field, but it's I'm I'm very lucky that I've just gotten to be a part of a lot of like really great, successful programs. And I mean, I I would love the job whether or not we won. And so that's that's something you also have to think about too, is a lot of times you're gonna work for teams that are terrible. And the job is still just as meaningful and just as fun, but it's an added bonus when, you know, that's something people go their entire careers without ever getting to experience. So Mm. I count myself very lucky that I've seen so many and I, you know, don't believe that by any means that's something that, you know, will continue for the rest of my career. So I'm just going to soak it in now as much as I can. The Nugs and the Avs are on a tear right now. So we might get two more rings after this year. That would be great. So yeah, I, like I mentioned, I am a firm believer that everything works itself out the way that it's supposed to. I didn't want to leave New York. I was really bummed that I felt like that experience and that move kind of 
um, disappointed me and just wasn't what I hoped it would be and kind of built it up in my head. But this job in Denver and the people that I've met and I met my boyfriend there. I got my dog when I moved to Denver. We won a championship. I have this incredible friend group and like none of that would have happened if I had, you know, kind of dug my heels in and was like, I'm not leaving New York city. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm stick here and be miserable if I have to. And so I just think it goes to show that sometimes your career takes turns that you don't expect and they might be scary and they might not be what you thought you wanted or what was like a, you know, completely ideal situation, but every, every step and every career move is, you know, should put you in a better spot than you left. And I, I fully believe that, you know, I, you know, the, the, even the next job that I go to, I will be better for it and will be more prepared because of this role. And so anyway, it's just a, you know, a chain reaction of, of things, but leaving New York was tough. Denver has been a huge blessing and yeah. Let's see where it goes. A little bit of a side note. Just have to yeah. ask this question. Yeah. Because you have a team that you work with mm -hmm. that one. I have a ring. You have. You have a ring. I didn't bring it. So it's in my car in the parking lot. I How did you not bring it? Oh my this. gosh. I didn't want to bring it in. I was like, that's a little too much annoying. Bling. Too, too much. <laughs> it's, too, it's too heavy to wear. I'm sorry. It is quite heavy and big. I have a photo of it <laughs> if you want to see it. It's, it's huge. It's incredible. I like had chills when they gave them to us because again, it, like I mentioned, it's like something that a lot of people never get. And it's, it was cool to see like all of our hard work kind of memorialized. That is awesome. So what do you do? You just keep it in a case kind of thing, put it in a safe, no yeah. one can touch it. So took lots of photos with it, obviously. Of course, you sort of have um, to. But yeah, it has like a nice little box that it lives in. There's like light when you like open the top of the box, there's lights that shine down to onto it. So all the diamonds and rubies and sapphires um, are super shiny. And yeah, it's a really fun like conversation piece. And again, nice to see all of the hard work that, you know, whether it be at Cronky or my previous stops along the way, all of that hard work kind of come to fruition with a championship and getting a ring like that. It it, it would be worth it either way. I, I didn't need a ring to like be fulfilled, but it's it's just a nice bonus. I said on there. So you are back right now for the first annual boss, which can you sort of describe? sort of define what that is and what it was for you? Yeah. So BOSS's Business of Sports Symposium put on by the business school. So there were undergraduate and graduate students interested in going into the sports industry. And there was a peer and professional, and I participated on the professional panel and just kind of got to chat about my experience, how I got my job, what I love about the industry, challenges, et cetera. But it's great to be able to get invited back to, to give back to students and to like a program that means a lot to me. So yeah, very happy to be here. That's awesome. So you spoke on the panel yourself. Do you mm -hmm. think it was a good engagement from the student body? And do you think that that's going to continue into the future? Yeah, I think the students were, were really intelligent, really bright, really ambitious, which again is as I've said before, is all things you need to be able to get just any job in general. But I also think in terms of sports will serve them well in, you know, kind of breaking through the the clutter of, you know, thousands of applicants applying for, for jobs. And I was really impressed because there were so many freshmen and sophomores that attended, which I, you know, might have touched on, but my freshman and sophomore year, I think after my sophomore year, I had an internship, but my freshman year, I was not thinking about my career and, 
you know, getting a head start on attending events like this and getting an internship. I, I think after my freshman year, I went and na- I went back home and nannied for the summer. So I loved that our business school is encouraging students to really, whether or not they, you know, end up pursuing sports or end up getting an internship. Like maybe they just want another summer to go back and hang out with their friends and, you know, kind of enjoy their last, you know, days of freedom. I I, I totally get that too. But the fact that they're engaging and attending things like this, I think is light years ahead of where I was at this point. And I wish that I had had the wherewithal to, to be this, you know, involved and interested in, you know, kind of the long-term goals at such a young age. So Everyone was engaged, asking tons of questions. We had like a networking event afterwards. You know, it was great to see so many students coming up and asking really thoughtful questions, wanting to connect. Because again, I've I've had so many people champion me along the way and I would love to give back in whatever way I can because like I said, it, it's so competitive. <laughs> even, even with, you know, a resume of sports experience, it's, it's tough. And so if there's a way to break through and just get, you know, that first introduction or that first opportunity, then I'm happy to play a part, but yeah, it was a great event. I hope they'll do it next year. It sounds positive and kind of like they will. So hope to be included again if I can, but, but yeah, it was a great day. That's awesome to hear. Now, more on the personal side, this is sort of what I've been seeing in the sports world, sports industry as a whole, is that there's been a focus from college to professional as well. Obviously, you work in the sort of the more professional sports area of media rights. The idea of the growth of the streaming industry, everyone from cable distributors to Amazon, you know, Apple, are trying to get the rights to stream the content. What has that been like for you and what have you witnessed trend-wise inside the sports industry? So yeah, streaming and technology has changed media rights a lot over the last few years, even since I've begun my career. I think that with so many players in the game and just the the emphasis on more accessibility and, you know, there's even the SEC in Alabama is seeing a decrease in attendance at games because fans have realized that they can get a really great experience at home watching on their TV where they have a bathroom, snacks, a couch, their dog, and they didn't have to pay, you know, oodles of money to park and like get to the stadium. And there's no way to replicate the in-game experience when you're not at the game. But I think that streaming has created an interesting landscape where ticket sales and marketing and partnership marketing are having to work a little harder because fans are finding alternate ways to consume sports. And it's, it's great because it's opened up a lot of additional like inventory options in terms of, okay, well, digital has become so much more important. Like what are we doing on the website? Do we have an app? Do we have social media? How are we connecting with fans when they aren't inside, you know, the arena and how do we make sure that they get the same experience as someone who is. And so Streaming has, I would say, created a lot of opportunities as well as a lot of challenges in terms of wanting to make sure that we are finding fans wherever they are, be it online, be it on their phone, on on the TV, in person. But I think, I think at the end of the day, it's really positive because it's the accessibility to sports is so much higher. So people that can't afford to spend three hundred dollars for 
you know, each member of their family to go to an Avs game is able to watch it at home. And our sponsors are still able to, you know, message to them and communicate. And they're still, you know, getting cool engagement opportunity online. And I, I think it's, it's been interesting to watch the progression of technology and streaming over the last few years. And I, it's, it's here to stay, obviously. So I think if anything, we'll just keep adapting. That's, that's what you have to do in any industry, but sports has obviously changed a lot over the last few years. Um, you know, we will continue to roll with the punches and find ways to, you know, get our partners messaging out there. So you work as an account manager for Cronky Sports Entertainment right now. What does your day-to-day life look like and sort of run me through what a day in the life in the sports industry looks like for you? So right now we are at the a month away from the end of the regular season. So things are kind of bananas because playoffs are right around the corner. And like I, like I already mentioned, both the Avs and the Nuggets are looking really good to make a deep run, which is a good problem to have. But it just means that our season, you know, is extended by at least, you know, another month and hopefully by another two, two and a half months if we can go all the way. But the difference, I'd say, between, you know, kind of now and and playoffs is there's there's different assets available. We're working on a much shorter timeline. We don't know if, you know, next week we're in it, tomorrow we could be eliminated. So there's, it's a little more high pressure just in terms of getting things done in a timely way, getting it right, the right, the the first time, because there's such a, you, you could be on such a limited window of opportunity in the playoffs, or you could go, you know, from April to, to June, like we did last year. So what I'm doing right now is putting together a lot of playoff packages in terms of what assets our clients will have leading into rounds one for both the NBA and the NHL. And that's that's a cool part of my job because it is allowing me to be really creative in terms of what what assets do we have during the regular season that makes sense to continue and just keep as always on versus what's something new and exciting that we can really capitalize on as a part of this playoff run that will be, you know, more impactful and more meaningful to fans now that, you know, there's a chance that we could go, you know, rounds two, three, four. So it's putting together packages. It's, it's, it's a lot of communication. It's working internally with all of the different departments to make sure that clients assets are, and that could be everything from a partner event where we're hosting kind of a reception pregame. And then, you know, those 40 to 50 people attend the game afterwards. It could be something like a flyaway sweepstakes where one of our client, you know, purchases tickets, a flight and hotels for a fan to win and, you know, go watch the Nuggets play on the road. It could be something as simple as like in-game signage, just making sure that the court side is running, you know, new creative. It 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 really could be any number of things, which again, we're we're lucky that we have so many assets to offer our partners. But it, you know, it it's a lot. Um, we we stay very busy and I'm lucky that my clients are very invested in both of our teams and have a lot going on. And so it provides me a lot of opportunity to, again, get exposure and experience throughout the company and kind of see the different ways that things come to life. But again, as we get closer to the playoffs, there there is just kind of that, you know, butterflies in the stomach of like, OK, like it's busy now, but things are really about to just like turn up. And 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a good problem to have. I'll say that. But yeah, we're really busy and just keeping clients happy, communicating, kind of anything that you would probably do in a normal job on a day to day basis, but with a with a little bit of sports thrown in. We love to see it. So my background in history, I took a class in Roman history. Okay. Very very niche, very unique. Yes. But one thing everyone knows about is the Roman Colosseum. The whole idea of like entertaining, you know, the masses, people going and congregating and watching the gladiators and stuff like that. Sports now has had more money thrown into it or invested in it than ever before. Yeah. That can be from the purchasing of teams to playing to paying the players. You know, these salaries, these contracts are being signed are crazy. Could you talk about sort of like how that influence of, you know, capital into the sports market has affected your role, but also where you see it going in the future? Impacting the bottom line of our company as well as our clients' companies. I think that is so crucial when, you know, when we're asking brands for millions of dollars a year, we have to be able to prove and measure the ways that the assets are you know, delivering that money back to them. And again, not just delivering it so that it's one for one and they are a net zero. We want to deliver above and beyond so that they continue to see the value and continue to invest with us. So it's definitely interesting. It's also in terms of like specifically right now, obviously the economy is tough. There's a recession likely coming maybe. And so a lot of people are getting a little tight on the purse strings. And so that ROI is so much more important because they need to make sure that the limited budgets that they have are going farther than they ever have before. And so it's, it's really important for us to, to track and to constantly um, get creative around the ways that our campaigns could, you know, outperform how, you know, even last week, like what can we do this week that, you know, contributes to even greater success because, you know, it's, it's important that we show value. That's, I mean, that's what any company and any employee wants to do. That's how you keep your job and keep business is to over deliver. And so it's, it's very important right now. And it, it, it's unfortunate that money is kind of like the the main driver in a lot of things, but you know, that's just the way it is. In terms of the general sports landscape, I think in college, it's most interesting because professional sports have always kind of run on money. Everything's based on how much can you generate? How much can you give us? And college was, was more so, you know, the passion of the fan base and, you know, playing for the good of the game that, you know, athletes had to, you know, sacrifice themselves and their bodies and their time to like go win championships for people that, you know, they've never met and like get nothing for. And yet the university and athletic departments making gazillions of dollars off of them. So NIL has really changed the game for collegiate sports because now it's, it's a pay to play thing. You know, you get compensated based on your performance, like a professional athlete, and you have the ability to kind of do more for yourself based on, you know, the connections that you make with brands and the opportunities that you have on the field all play into that. And so it's, it's always a consideration in professional sports for sure. But in college, it's definitely kind of, I think, I think a turn for the good in terms of, I am glad to see that student athletes are getting compensated for the performance that they, that they, you know, show on the field, but it's, it's just changing it because now, you know, a lot of people are transferring because they can get more money at another school. And a lot of schools are now saying, hey, our donors will pay you a million dollars if you come here and like you've never stepped foot and, you know, played a snap of a ball, but you can, you know, 
earn a million dollars just by being on the team, like putting your name on our roster. So it's interesting. It's a changing landscape always. I'm definitely excited to see where it goes the next like year or two, how everyone starts settling down, how it starts being really adapted into the modern athlete sort of recruitment period. Obviously, Alabama is the forefront of that for sure. Yeah. You have found your way in the sports entertainment world. It is a very sparse field to get into. It's hard to get into. But once you get in there, you sort of find your path and make forward with what you have. What do you see in the next 5, 10, 15 years for yourself? And is there anything you want to achieve personally? Yeah, it's a great question. I think I used to hate this question when I got it in interviews because especially when you're right out of college, I think it's hard to be like, in five years, where do you see yourself? Because you're like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just trying to like pay the bills. Like, I'm 22. Like, I don't know. I guess I'd like to, you know, have an apartment or something. It's, it's, I would say it's equally as hard as someone who's almost 30. But just because I, if you'd asked me five years ago what I thought I, what I think I would be here in five years, I probably would have said no. So I think I've, I've been along for the ride. I think I, I have goals. I, I would like to get more into the sales side. That's really where the creativity and revenue generation is born and allows for kind of a little higher earning potential, which is always good. But I I mean, I think at some point I would really love to, to be in management. I love working with people and I've said it a few times, but I love... I think development is so important and I've been so grateful for the people that have invested in me and helped me get where I am. So if there's a way to stay in the business and, you know, work for a team or a league and help develop talent that is on my team by, you know, helping them either just solve problems or find like an an area of interest that is within our department or outside our department. I think that would be a, a cool kind of career path to, to kind of make it a, you know, director level, something like that. And then kind of look the other direction and say, okay, how do I get these people to like, you know, to develop and continue to, to grow in their careers as well. So I, yeah, I think I'd like to do sales. I'd like to eventually get into management and again, kind of work with people, focus on those relationships. But yeah, I, I, I've moved around so much and had so many different jobs that it's, it's kind of hard to see like being settled in one place. And I'd like to be, I don't necessarily like moving around every two years, but I think it's given me the benefit of having lots of varied experiences and having lots of community throughout the country and throughout the industry. So I, you know, I maybe would like to go back to New York. I could see myself coming back to Alabama at some point. I've also thought I would love to go to Europe and work, you know, maybe for like the Premier League or, you know, work for a global brand where I would have the opportunity to be involved with different events in the United States across, across the world. So it's really hard to tell. I think I don't want to, you know, put myself in a box of, this is what I want. And, you know, I have blinders on to anything else. I think I'm open to the right opportunity when it presents itself, but what that next opportunity is, who's to say. So yeah, I I'm enjoying the ride right now. Again, hopefully we can get two more championships this year. That would be awesome. And yeah, I'll just kind of let the wind blow me wherever it, wherever it does. There you go. One question I always ask everyone that's on the podcast that went to Alabama associated with Alabama is what's one memory that Alabama has granted you that you'll remember for the rest of your life? That could be personally, professionally, sports involved, national championship involved. Like if you feel most thing about this, 
but then we need an answer. Oh, that is such a tough question. I, not to sound like really, really cheesy, but the University of Alabama means so much to me. I have grown up on this campus basically and have experienced so many different things in terms of like sporting events. Like I said, I I came with my parents as like a very young child to gymnastics meets and softball games on the weekends. And then, you know, my undergraduate and graduate career, and even now being able to come back and give back as an alum, all of that is, is super meaningful to me because I see so much of my development and who I am as a human being as associated with this university. And I'm going to try not to tear up again. I'm being like super cheesy, but it's really hard to pinpoint one thing because I think all of the collective experiences have, again, like in very small ways added up to an experience that I could never recreate or like, in my opinion, I just like don't see that I could get it anywhere else. I don't understand any like people that go to other universities. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure your college experience was great, but like it wasn't as good as mine. Like there's just no way because Alabama's the best. So I mean, I, again, I've won three championships, not me. The team has won three championships since I've been here. I've met so many lifelong friends. I won a case team competition in grad school. I, yeah, I just, I, I have so many, I have so many like tiny memories that are all super meaningful and I'm not sure I could really pinpoint one of them. I just think the university as a whole has been such a blessing in my life. And, you know, I hope that I would hope that everyone feels the same way about their college experience that I do, because I like start beaming when I talk about it. And when I get the chance to come back to Tuscaloosa, because my heart is just so happy here. So yeah, it's a hard question and I didn't answer it, but that's what I'd say, I guess. Totally acceptable. And <laughs> one thing you did mention before is that when you were sort of in the position of law students and they were reaching out and you were trying to find someone to help you out, you mentioned that you would love to help people out. Mm-hmm. What's the best people for way for people to reach out to you if they want to get in contact and start talk to you about sort of your journey, but also how to get into the sports industry themselves? Yeah. So LinkedIn, obviously. And then I am happy to connect with anyone who reaches out on LinkedIn. I'm not, I don't necessarily want to give like email or phone number information over the podcast, but to anyone who reaches out, I would just say, do your research ahead of time, come with questions. I have, I have some people that come to me and just say like, Hey, I'm interested in sports or like, what do you do? And like, don't provide any context of, you know, this is my major. This is what I'm interested in. Like, how did you get where you are now? What can I do? So I think what's helpful is to share your resume and come with thoughtful, meaningful questions that I can answer because by no means am I like super important, but obviously my time is, you know, busy with, with work things. And so I am happy to help. And so having like answer questions to answer where I can get back to people in a timely way, as opposed to having to sit down and like, again, everything we just talked about, I have to like type into an email about like my entire life experiences. That is really helpful. So I would say just, you know, take the initiative to do some research on me, come with questions you have about Cronky, about me, about Alabama, about whatever. And yeah, I'm happy to pass along a resume, put you in touch with someone I know, give any, you know, limited career advice that I might have. I mean, I've only been working for six years. That's might be some bad math. So by no means am I like a know-it-all and don't pretend to be. But again, it's, you kind of just need that person that like 
will give you five minutes and can pass along your resume or can give you a quick piece of advice. So happy to help however I can. That's Esther Workman, account manager at Cronky Sports Entertainment. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.